Good morning and thanks so much for joining me. I'm Evan Bray. Well, we know this is a big election year. We're watching elections unfold in numerous different locations, municipal elections in the province, our provincial election happening later this fall. Even federally, we're watching because it is possible an election could happen before next year. Highly unlikely. But as all of this swirls around, we also look south of the border and watch what's unfolding down there in terms of elections. I think it's safe to say we are all affected by the state of politics in the states. Trade, immigration, gun control, pipelines, environment, they all have an impact. Policies that are that are decided down there and discussions that happen influence us in Canada. The U.S. presidential election coming up in November could very well be a rematch. Joe Biden, Donald Trump vying to win the nomination from their respective parties. It's crazy to me, crazy to me, that Trump is winning primaries at night and losing court cases by day. It it really is something to watch unfold on TV. And one guy who has had a front row seat for this, literally a front row seat, is Brian Karam. Seasoned journalist, author, writer, White House correspondent and columnist. And Brian joins us this morning from Los Angeles. Brian, thanks for taking our call. Thanks for having me on your show. Glad to be here. So we watched Donald Trump lose the last election, 2020, and then almost couldn't believe what unfolded after that. The only thing more shocking, Brian, is that we're now talking about a 24 election and Donald Trump is still appearing to be a contender. Are you shocked by that? No, I, I'm I'm shocked that Donald Trump. Uh, nothing, I guess, done by Donald Trump shocks me. How's that? I mean, the guy is a bloviating uh, a blowhard, and he will, as long as you give him ink, he'll take it. As long as he can get in front of the public, he'll do it. As long as he can grift you for money, he'll continue to do that. And he has to do that now because he has. No other visible means of income, and he is on the hook for a lot of money. Uh, he's recently lost a, a, a civil case, and he's got another one coming up. He could lose, you know, he's lost $83 million. He could lose another $350 million or more. So he has to make money, and the best way to do it, uh, the only way he has left, is to grip those who love him. So what was it like being in the press gallery when Donald Trump was president? I, I can't imagine every day had to be anything but predictable. Well, every day I walked in going, it can't get any worse than it was yesterday. And every day I was wrong. <laughs> I can imagine. And at one point back in 2019, I remember watching this play out. Donald Trump's officials tried to revoke your White House gallery pass. That was kind of their theme. If they didn't like being asked hard questions, they tried to ban you from the gallery. Uh, that was a bit of a fight, but you got it back. Yeah, it was gone for about uh, two or three days. We got an emergency injunction, got my press pass back um, with the help of Ted Boutros, one of the best uh, First Amendment attorneys out there. We sued Donald Trump and beat him in court three times. So whenever anybody talks about how undefeatable, you know, he's undefeated Donald Trump, I I have to remind them that I beat him three times in court (laughs) and he's anything but, you know, undefeated. Brian Karam is my guest this morning, journalist, author, writer, and White House columnist and correspondent. has been doing this work for a long time. So we saw Ron DeSantis drop off off, uh, the forms here recently. Is Nikki Haley still a legitimate possibility for the GOP? Yeah, I don't think Donald Trump will be. I've told this to anyone who would listen. I'm still unconvinced 
that Donald Trump will be on the ballot in November. Everyone wants to tell me how inevitable he is, and I and I keep telling him the only thing I know that is un <laughs> that is that is death. That that's the only thing that I've ever seen that is inevitable, but not Donald Trump. So um, yeah, Nikki still has a shot, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, th- there are so many things that could keep Donald Trump off the ballot in November. Uh, it could be Nikki. It could be somebody else. It could be something we haven't seen yet. This is the most volatile. I'll, I'll say that unequivocally as well. It's the most volatile year for U.S. politics that I've seen in the 40 years I've been covering politics. Brian Karam, my guest, who is a White House columnist and correspondent. So when when will we know? Everyone talks about Super Tuesday, which I believe this year is March 5th. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think that um, you'll know by the the time that this summer, I think it's July and August, or the uh, the two, um, you'll have the Democratic National Convention in August. You'll have the Republican National Convention in July. By then, Donald Trump could be in prison, or at least be a, a, appealing a, a prison sentence. Um, he's not had good luck with attorneys lately. Uh, uh, Elena Haba, who he touted as a beautiful, great lawyer, has uh, thrown, you know, he got thrown under the bus by her inability to be a decent lawyer, and so now he's looking for another one. He probably won't pay her. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. I don't think Donald Trump will be on the ballot. Interesting. So the Democrat, if Joe Biden had his choice and the Democrats, whose name would they rather see, Haley or Trump? Oh, well, definitely they'd rather see uh, Trump. They beat him once before. He's a known quantity. Haley appeals to, <clears throat> although she is as radical as Donald Trump in her policies, she at least has some respect for the Constitution. And so she would be a more difficult uh, foe. She's younger uh, and far brighter than Donald Trump. That would be a tougher road to hoe for, for Biden. And at that point in time, I don't know if he stays in the race, if she ends up with a nomination. But of course, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Is, is so you know on the on on the Donald Trump thing. Is this a case where you know they say no press is bad press? Trump is literally in the news every day for court proceedings, criminal trials, civil trials, losing them, and yet winning Iowa, New Hampshire. So is it just the fact that he's keeping his name in the news that's helping him? I, all I can tell you is, brother, I, I, there is, there are not enough drugs on this planet to take and have make any sense out of this. <laughs> Donald Trump in the news is Donald Trump in the news. Donald Trump will take whatever you give him, chew it up and spit it out and grift for money. So I get asked a lot, why don't we stop covering Donald? Well, you can't. He's running for president. You can't because he's in on, you know, on trial and in several trials reminding people that the man is facing 91 felonies in four different jurisdictions. And as inevitable as his uh, you know, supporters like to believe he is, he is not Neo in the Matrix. He cannot dodge all of those bullets. He's going to prison at some point mm-hmm. in time. And so he will take all of this news that we have, we have to cover because it is news. How many times has a former president faced 91 felonies or lost an $83 million dollar a case in civil court because he can't keep his mouth shut. He takes all of that. He doesn't know when to shut up. And that $83 million judgment is because 
he can't shut up. And we report it. Right. So, you know, you're going to, you have to cover it, but it doesn't make him anything more than a loudmouth grifter. And that's what he is. Brian Karam is my guest this morning, uh, many years as a White House columnist, correspondent, journalist, author. Uh, you've got a podcast, lots of different ways that you can connect here and uh, and dig into Brian's thoughts on, on the issue of U.S. politics. So if we use Donald Trump's name in this sentence, but we, we step back from it, what does Donald Trump's popularity tell us about I'll say society. U.S., of course, that's where it counts because of the votes. But in Canada, there's a lot of people that support Donald Trump as well. So what is it that we're learning about society through Donald Trump? Something that George Carlin said many years ago in jest, and that is, think about how stupid the average person is and realize that half of them are stupider than that. <laughs> You're using George Carlin to uh, to help us quantify the popularity of Donald Trump. So, what do you see, Brian, as we we head towards an election? Whoever's name is going to be on the ballot, what do you see as being the main platform issues as we uh, head into this U.S. election this fall? Well, everyone likes to say it's the economy and it's the, uh, and it's <laughs> the border. It it really is about democracy. The real key issue here is can a, you know, like Lincoln said, can, can such a, a country so conceived long endure? And if we vote for Donald Trump, and I don't think we will, he lost once before, um, and I don't see him being any more popular now than he was then, but should that be the case, that is the end of the democratic experiment, probably not only in the United States, but it, it, for the planet. It, it's a scary uh, thing to consider because there are uh, clouds of authoritarianism all around the world, and Donald Trump will give, will stoke the fires of those uh, authoritarian uh, um, nations. So it's a very serious, very sobering thought that we must cast our ballot and we must turn out to vote. The United States, one of the biggest problems I have here is that people will tell us that, you know, if you've got 50% voter turnout, that's a great turnout. No, that's not. That means that 25% of the people plus one could theoretically win a national election. And that's, um, that's uh, not only is that a minority, that's a huge minority of voters. 75% of the people wouldn't vote for you. So we need to get as many people out voting as possible. And we need to enlighten them and, and educate them as to what's at stake. This is the most, and I, I think, the most consequential election of my lifetime. And I urge everyone to vote. That's and I urge big. everyone to vote in their local elections. It's a pretty big statement. Brian Karam, my guest this morning, a White House columnist and correspondent. So we haven't talked a lot about Joe Biden. We've only got a few minutes left to chat. Uh, you know, I... Again, I, I watch him speak. I, I listen to him. And if you just take the politics out of it, this is an older fella who is he going to if he, if he's reelected, is he going to last four years? Well, hell, I'm surprised he's lasted this long. Uh, I'm surprised Donald Trump has lasted this long. Donald Trump is, you know, he's got heart disease. I was there during the uh, when Dr. Ronnie Cox came, or Ronnie Jackson came out and said he lived to be 200. There's no way. I, you know, I had. 
cardiologist look at his his health numbers. He's not good, but yeah. But you have the thing you have to remember about Joe Biden. He's been a stutterer most of his life, all of his life. He, um, I'm in close proximity to him. I think they keep him away from us for a good reason, or at least what they see as a good reason. He hasn't been out in front of the press nearly as often as other presidents. There's a reason for that. I'm concerned about the advanced age of both of these men. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think uh, I'm alone. I think there are millions of people who would like to see younger people running for office in the United States. Um, but right now, the Democrats seem to be stuck in this loop where they know that Biden can beat or have confidence that Biden can beat Trump. So if Trump is on the ballot, it's going to be Biden on the ballot. If Trump is not on the ballot, that opens the lane for others in the Democratic Party. I just wish that, you know, there's a great saying that came out recently, and I, I can't remember who said it, but I'll echo it, and that is you, you want to elect someone to office that's going to be around to, to have to suffer the indignity of, of the results of their decisions. And neither one of these men are going to be around long enough to, for that. So I would like to see younger people running for office. You know, in the, in the New Hampshire primary, when Nikki uh, Haley lost, she gave a speech where she said a Donald Trump nomination will result in a Joe Biden win and a Joe Biden win will result in a Kamala Harris presidency. Would you agree with that? There's a good possibility of that. Uh, absolutely. And that uh, frightens that frightens many of folk, Republican and Democrat. I've uh, been out in L.A. covering a lot of uh, Kamala recently. I have to say that I finally saw a speech that she made before some donors in L.A. that uh, convinced me that she might be able to handle the job. But she goes through staff quite often. She's disorganized. Her staff is disorganized. She hasn't played well uh, among the rank and file in in red or blue states. And so uh, Nikki Haley's concern about Donald Trump and and Joe Biden are, are legitimate. But my concern about Nikki Haley is equally legitimate. She's as bad as Donald Trump. She just respects the Constitution a little bit better. So it's not like we have a whole lot of choice right now. I'd like to see more. We've only got about 30 seconds left, uh, Brian. If you if you had to talk about the significance of this election for the world, what would you say? Never an election more significant in the history of the world than what we're seeing right now in the United States. Because of the fact, and it's not that, you know, the United States, we're, you know, our culture isn't all that great, but our power is. Um, and, you know, someone said it was Gandhi. So what do you think of Western civilization? And he said, I'd like to see it. I would like to see it. I don't uh, I think that it is um, annoying and angering and frustrating uh, what's going on in the world, in the Middle East, in the Far East, all around the world. And it takes sober men of sober thought. And um, that's why this election is by far the most important one of my life. Brian, this has been a really good check-in. I hope that we can do this again soon. Anytime you want, brother. Glad to help. Okay, Brian Karam was our guest this morning. A journalist, author, writer, uh, podcaster, and White House columnist and correspondent who literally has had a front-row seat for, as he mentioned, almost 40 years on U.S. politics. And, uh, yeah, some good... Well, some good perspective and definitely some thoughts on where things need to go. We're going to open up the phone lines uh, for the next little bit and talk 
U.S. politics. I'm happy to hear your thoughts. I know there's some people that think Trump is absolutely the worst thing that could happen, not just for the states, but for Canada. Others would disagree. So when we come back, more discussion on the U.S. political situation right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Oh, we're just talking U.S. politics a bit this morning. A guest that uh, joined us, Brian Karam, journalist, author, White House correspondent for a number of years, and clearly not a Donald Trump fan. Clearly. But, but where this, where this goes and the discussion that I'm hoping that we can have for the next little bit this morning is, is, Really about it's, it's, it's almost not about partisan politics because I know that that's instantly where people go. There's a lot of things that I would say I agree with in terms of the Republican stance on, on a variety of different issues when it comes to pipelines, uh, you know, gun control. There's some, there's some things that they've talked about there that, you know, they've, they've got a ways to go on gun control in the States compared to where, where we are in Canada. But I would say that their view is more closely aligned to where I am in terms of holding offenders accountable and not punishing legal and lawful gun owners, those types of things. So there are some, some real strong ties for me in the Republican Party's platform. For me, it's about Donald Trump. I'm not a Trump fan. Right. I, I think I don't know much about Nikki Haley. I think she would be a bigger threat to the Democrats should she get in. But the character that is Donald Trump is what has some people fired up on one side, other people worried on the on, on the other. And that's what we're asking you this morning. Are you worried about the possibility of another Trump presidency? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're you're one of the people that thinks this is exactly what the U.S. and the world needs. So we are going to open up the phone lines when we come back. one 332 8255 Happy to hear you weigh in no matter what side you're on. We, we can talk about the Republican versus Democrat, but really for me, this is more about the person that is being elected as president. We're looking for your thoughts. Are you worried about the possibility of another Trump presidency? Your thoughts when we come back on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Good morning and thanks for joining me. I'm Evan Bray. Another beautiful day on the way. Temperatures around 6 degrees. In some places going to be still in double digits. That southwest part of the province continues to get hit with a blast of warm air. Yesterday up to like 20, 21 degrees in a couple of locations. Almost unbelievable for this Time of the year and the warm weather is here for a little bit yet. Get us to, into and through the weekend and then maybe start to sink down into more what, you know, what we will call seasonable temps for this time of the year. Well, we're chatting a bit about the U.S. elections this morning. We had Brian Caramon, a, a correspondent and columnist for the White House. He's been part of their press gallery for a number of years. He had his fair share of run-ins with Donald Trump and clearly talking to him, he's not the biggest Donald Trump Van. And so asking you the question, are you worried about the possibility of another Trump presidency? According to the text line, many of you are not. In fact, many of you are thinking that he is the the right way to go. He is the solution that people need. Others, maybe not. So phone lines are lighting up. The text lines are lighting up. And we're going to start with a call in Saskatoon. Joel is on the line. Joel, thanks for calling in today. 
your thought, you're you're definitely not lined up with Brian Karam, correct? Well, I'm not, and I'm not, because he didn't come across as a journalist. A journalist is supposed to have unbiased opinions. He came across as a Democratic operative, mm-hmm. like most of them are down there. I just can't believe the visceral hate that they have for this man. Now, I'm kind of like John was. John was saying, yep, he did a lot of great things for America, which he did, but he wasn't very presidential with his mean tweets. Oh, my God, mean tweets. Can you believe it? So let's face some facts. The fact is when Donald J. Trump was the president of the United States, they were in no wars, zero. We have two major wars going on since Biden has taken control, and we have an out-of-control economy, We and they have an invasion right now in the southern border. The southern border is wide open. It's being invaded. This is all done under the puppetry, uh, the, the, the marionette called Joe Biden. He's the worst thing that's happened to America, and only, uh, I wish and pray, that Donald Trump gets reelected. So, Joel, can I ask you this question? Because I, I'm I'm with you in that I don't think Biden has been everything that people thought he was going to be, and there's been a lot of missteps, and and which is shocking to me that the Democrats are still hoisting him up as as the option for the Democrats. So, my question is on the notion of Donald Trump being someone who has kind of reset the margins. Right. He is he has changed the game. He has uh, in in many ways he has has made changes that have been positive for the states. Is is there a way that that can continue to happen without him there? Or does is Nikki Haley not someone who could step in and have the same effect for the Republicans that Donald Trump started in 2020? No, Nikki Haley is a confirmed neocon liar. She, she's, she's lied on so many issues. She's a flip-flopper. She's going to say whatever it's gonna, they're going to need to get someone else elected other than Trump. There's a whole bunch of people in the Republican Party that are called never-Trumpers, and they're going to do anything they can, and she would be absolutely worst. She's a single fan to the New World Order where Donald Trump is not. What got Donald Trump fired was when he stood up at the United Nations and he said that the future belongs to nationalists, not globalists. And they said, that's it, man, your history, because we all know what's happened with the WEF, et cetera, et cetera. So Joe, Joe Biden is bought and paid for. Like, what, journalists? This is, this is reprehensible to think. Did Brian mention about the millions of dollars his son got through Burisma? Did, did he mention any of the corruption that the media had covered well, up over this? It's, it's just deplorable to think that this is what we we believe journalism is today. Well, and and so on the other side of it, I mean, we will we've we you know we throw out lines, fish hooks, requests to a whole bunch of different people. So we had Brian Karam today. I'm still hoping that we'll be able to get somebody who who would be sitting on the other side of the political fence. There's no doubt journalists in the states that worked in the White House with Donald Trump. They probably have formed opinions no different than ones have with Biden and whatever. And so, you know, I, I think that you, you see that come out more vividly when it comes to Donald Trump because of of some of the things that happened while he was the president. And, and well, Brian Karam was an example of someone who had his press pass pulled for asking questions about some immigration policies that they had separating children from families when they were, you know, being stopped at the border. And so... You know, there's definitely there's definitely multiple sides to this. I'm going to go to Karen in Saskatoon next. Karen, thanks for hanging on. What's your thoughts? Are are you worried about the possibility of a Trump presidency? 
Thanks for having me. Um, absolutely. I think, it, it, especially this election, obviously the U.S. affects the global economy, but it is affecting the environment, global stability with, with what is happening in Gaza, and, and now the U.S. is bombing Yemen. They are causing massive global instability. So not only do we not need Biden back, I'm not really that sure about Trump either, although he has said it like it is. He's called Netanyahu a liar in the past. But I think there's some great independent candidates like Nikki Haley, who is a woman, who is a woman. She's a physician. She comes from a background of environmentalism and she is about peace and everyone's rights. She, she could be the first Jewish American president, as far as I know. And um, I think she would be a wonderful candidate. I think Nikki Haley sounds to me like the Sarah Palin of this election. She's good for some sound bites. She's from a Sikh background, and she's talked a lot about that before the racism she faced growing up in the States. And she's completely flip-flopped. She said the U.S. is not a racist country. And I think with George Floyd and the police brutality there and, and everything we've seen, we absolutely know that the U.S. is a racist country. Karen, we have Karen. no health care. Karen, you said Nikki Haley as the independent. I'm assuming that's not the name you meant. Sorry, not Nikki Haley. Jill Stein, sorry, is the independent. Okay, yeah. Because as you're describing, I'm thinking, nah, I don't think that's Nikki Haley. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jill Stein, who who a lot of people say she took the, she she helped Hillary, um, well, she helped Hillary lose and helped um, the the 2016 election go go, go the wrong way before because a lot of Hillary's vote went to Jill Stein or people say enough went to her so that, Hillary didn't sure. get it, but I think she would be the best for, from an environmental point of view, from, from a global stability point of view, from someone who is just thinking clearly. And I and Biden is 82. We give people exams and check that they're competent to operate heavy machinery. Is he competent to lead the world when he is leading global un- instability and war at the moment? He's leading us into World War III. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Phone lines are lighting up. I'm going to try and get to to a few callers here before we have to take another break. Paul in Saskatoon, you are not worried at all. In fact, Paul, you were saying Trump is the choice for the United States. Oh, he is, and and he's gonna he's gonna clean up Canada too. You know the difference between Trump and everybody else in in uh, in politics. They don't own him. He has his own money, and they, he doesn't owe anybody favors. Now, I just, wanted to, I just want to comment on the thing is, is like you said, I don't like Trump, you know, his mean tweets and, and whatever. You know, this is not, oh, I like him the best. You know, we, we have that here. We've got Justin Trudeau because people liked him the best, and he's destroying our country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the guy's got a record. He's he's an OBS policy kind of guy. And, uh, you know, nobody owns him. That's why they're afraid of him. They're trying to bankrupt him right now with all these court cases. And he goes, okay, because I have, pardon the expression, FU money, just like Musk. So, Paul, does it worry you the number of court? Like, this is a guy who could be elected as president who has 91 felonies, as we talked about this morning, uh, civil, criminal, losing, you know, $83 million judgments in civil trial. Does that worry you about a, a person that we're looking to be a world leader in one of the most powerful nations in the world? No, these are all made up. They're all getting thrown out of court. You've got, you've got Democratic judges making these, these, uh, these things like in, in New York. 
uh, the guy said, you're guilty already. And everyone says, oh, we all made money, paid back his loans, everybody's happy, everybody's happy. Nope, sorry, you can't do business in New York. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to throw him in jail, but they can't. He's innocent. They're just making this stuff up. Well, you know, I mean, so I, I'm not going to say that there aren't malicious people out there that are, you know, labeling him with allegations that are not true. I, I mean, I'm not in a position to say that. I will say that he has been found guilty in some of these recently, just last week, an $83 million judgment after a $5 million judgment on essentially the same case, not even to mention involvement that he had in the insurrection and what happened on that January day, just after the 2020 election, January of 21. And so to me, again, this isn't about Republican versus Democrat. It's about the person. And there's still a lot of people that support Donald Trump, clearly. I mean, the text lines are showing it. The the phone lines are showing it as well. Kathy and Regina, thanks for hanging on. Kathy, have you got some thoughts on this? Are you worried about the possibility of another Trump presidency? Absolutely. I'm an American who lives here and have been here for 50 years. Um, I thought when Donald Trump uh, was going to be uh, the first election he was in, um, I was I was grateful because we were going to have a businessman who knew how to run a business running our country um, until he opened his mouth or started tweeting. Uh, it appalls me that the United States might even consider hire, uh, re-electing a uh, criminal, uh, but I will qualify that, but by there's lots of them in the House. Um, I can't say that, that any of them are without, uh, without some sort of, you know, underhandedness. I think they need to clean house and start from scratch. I think a lot of those guys are way too old. I think we need to change the age that presidents can run, and I think we'd have a better country. I fear that it's, the U.S. is going to implode by this. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Lots of texts on this as well. Uh, looking through the text line, no matter what, this is Corey and Regina. No matter what you think of Trump, I don't agree with everything he does. But we never had the troubles we did before Biden got in. Now we have a possible war with Iran. We have ten million illegal immigrants crossing the border, heading their way up towards Canada. Trump is the guy that we need right now. Corey says. Garth and Bigger, Evan. The reason the Republicans want Trump is they want someone that can get rid of the political bureaucracy in their government. He's a decisive person, but those that love him, love him because he's decisive. No wars. The markets were better. Solves illegal immigration. They love that he stands up for common people, whether you agree with it or not. They see the Democrats as politically motivated to get rid of everyone that disagrees. They they see Haley as leaning too far left. It's not like our Canadian issues... The left has gone way too far left. People see it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there is a, a lot of people that, that think Trump is the guy. Clayton in Regina says, Brian in the U.S. nailed it. We need more stuff like that. Trump has to go away, in my opinion. Josh in Shelbrook. Unfortunately, Brian Karam is sadly mistaken. Everything he's saying is true, but... There is not going to be a judge brave enough to officially block him from running. Donald Trump will be on the ballot and will likely win. So, 1-877-332-8255. We're going to take a break. We will come back and we will take 
Another couple calls, another couple texts. Squeeze this in up until 10 o'clock right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. You're listening to the Evan Bray Show, and uh, we're talking about the U.S. election this morning. We had Brian Karaman, who has been a longtime White House correspondent and columnist, with his thoughts, which clearly uh, do not favor Donald Trump. He's got his issues with Biden, too, but... You know, if you're if you're stripping the politics back, not Republican, Democrat and just the people, pretty clear he's not a Donald Trump fan. And so we threw out the question, are you worried about the possibility of another Trump presidency? And many of you are not. In fact, many of you are saying that could be the best thing that happens. We'll take another couple calls. Peter in Moose Jaw is on the line. What are your thoughts, Peter? Evan, uh, I just I got to talk about this because, you know what, both of these guys, I mean, honestly, are these the two best guys in 350 million people in the United States, guys running multi-million, multi-million dollar companies, very smart, and there's got to be really smart guys and girls out there, and these are the two best to run your country. Come on, it's a clown show, both of them. Well, and, and, and that's kind of what I said to Brian this morning. Like, I'm shocked at the, the fact that Joe Biden is is still there, but the, he, his point is he thinks the Democrats feel that's the only person that has a proven track record of beating Trump. You know what? They could they could they could right now pull Joe Biden and put in uh, Michelle Obama, and they would win that election. But Michelle Obama is too smart to go back into the swamp because she knows they're going to throw her under the bus so hard so we had to run over backwards and forwards and it'll be all over because they're just going to trash her and her kids and her, and her husband and everything else it is a real crap show yeah, it's so you not have good. to be you have to be so thick-skinned you have to be donald trump the guy who won't stop for nothing he's a bull he's gonna just keep going i don't care what they throw at him you can throw everything with the kids and sick and that guy's gonna keep going and that's why he's still there because everybody else would have left by now yeah, there's, well, there's, there's truth to that. It feels like nothing phases him, right? He's, I mentioned, he's literally sitting in court cases during the day and then out on the campaign trail at night and, and even after a court case uses it as an opportunity in the press. Well, we got a lot of texts. We, we got a lot of calls on this. I appreciate everyone that did. We're not going to be able to get to all of them, sadly, but, uh, we will continue to follow this. And uh, for those of you that are saying, you know, you just brought a Trump hater on the show, um, as always, we will try and, and get someone who can come in and, and provide a narrative that, that features the other side of this. I'm really curious to hear from the Republican side from the United States, someone who potentially could give us an understanding of not only, you know, why the Republicans are continuing to put Trump in that position and and whether or not they feel like some of these transgressions, both civil and criminal, that he's been accused of and proven guilty of, how they're not affecting what we're seeing play out in the polls and in the elections. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.